Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches a special Christmas Eve sermon from the prophet Haggai, entitled, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God, preached December 24, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Haggai, beginning with chapter 1. The prophecy of Haggai. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The best strategy for success in Christian life is found in Matthew 6.33 and Matthew 7.24. 6.33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew 7.24 Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and do them is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Hear and what sir? Do. Not me first and the Lord Jesus last. Or the philosophy family first, no matter what. We confessed Jesus is Lord at the beginning of our Christian life. This Jesus commands us to repent, believe, and love God and one another. Jesus Christ, our Lord, has received all authority from the Father. We are to obey everything he commands and taught by his ministers. The 50,000 Jewish remnants returned, as you know the history, from Babylon under the guidance of Cyrus around 536 BC. For what purpose? They came to rebuild the temple that was in ruins. And they failed to do so. Let me read to you Ezra chapter 1 verse 2, 3, and 4. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any one of his people among you. May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem and the people of any place where survivors may now be living are to provide him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock 
and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. They laid, we read, the foundation of the temple and offered sacrifices, daily sacrifices, on the altar of burnt offerings, but failed to build God's house that he may dwell in it and bless his people. Ask the Lord of hosts, the Lord Almighty, Dominus Exercitum. Cyrus, God's choice servant, who defeated Babylon later, died in battle. And Isaiah prophesied how he would use Cyrus to let his people go. Isaiah 45, 1, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. Jesus Christ, sir, is the Lord of history. Nobody else. He runs his universe as he sees fit. His successor, Ahasuerus, was forced to stop rebuilding the temple by the enemies of the Jews. The remnant failed to rebuild God's house for which they came. The Lord's house appears 11 times in this short epistle. They failed to rebuild until God sent his prophet Haggai in the second year of Darius in the sixth month of 520 BC on the first day. It means happy. He prophesied to Prince Zerubbabel. Now, second question. What is the meaning of Zerubbabel? It means born in Babylon. He prophesied to the prince Zerubbabel, grandson of Jehoiakim, and Jeshua the high priest. He prophesied to the leaders of the remnant. Friends, let me tell you a secret. The most precious thing in this world is the word of God. Without it, how can anyone be saved? First Samuel 3, 1 says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Eli was wicked. In those days, the word of the Lord was, what's a rare. The Lord refused to speak. When the Lord is speaking, he loves his people. And I am speaking to you right now. 
and you are brought here at this point that you may hear what pastor is speaking to you. The word of God is precious. And we read in Romans 10, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent by God? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of salvation. Thank God for his prophets. Thank God for his pastors who feed us with the word of God. The word is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training God's people to do righteousness for God's glory. So God said, send Haggai, the happy prophet, to speak God's word to the remnant, the covenant people. Point number one, God's charge against God's people. Haggai chapter 1 verse 2 through 4 this is what the Lord Almighty says the people said the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai is it a time for yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house of God remains in what's a ruins. They said the time is not yet to rebuild God's house. Sir, it was a lie. It was an excuse for not performance. Their hypocrisy was exposed by Haggai. He calls them these people. A derogatory term. He's not calling my people. These people. Which discloses God's displeasure upon his people who are disobedient. They are not covenant-keeping people of God. They have time to build mansions for themselves. The time has come for building their houses, but not God's house. They say it is not yet time to build a house for the covenant Lord Yahweh the Lord of hosts me first God last Haggai 1 9 you expected much but see it turned out to be little 
What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with what's his own house. Me first. God always waits. You lived 60 years, 70 years and more. And yet you have not trusted in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation. Your death may come any time. Seek ye first the kingdom of God by seeking the king, Jesus Christ. Point number two. People of God give careful thought. Haggai 1.5 Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. 1.7 This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Haggai 2.15 Now give careful thought to this from this day on. Haggai 2.18 from this day on, from this 24th day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Give careful thought at least five times. Five times Holy Spirit speaks through Haggai to think carefully the word of God. Pay attention, sir. I am speaking about your eternal salvation. Christianity is for people who think clearly. That is biblically. Paul reasoned with the learned, the rich, and the powerful people of his day with a single argument. You read Acts 26 and verse 8. These mighty, brilliant people, he says, Why should any of you consider it incredible, unreasonable, that God raises the dead? Which God? God of the Bible. And we read Genesis 1.1 In the beginning God said God created the heavens and the earth. The infinite personal triune God omnipotent omniscient omnipresent triune God who created the universe. This God is in the business of raising the dead. And resurrection is very, come on sir, reasonable. When you understand who raises the dead. Not chance, sir. God of the Bible raises the dead. God of the Bible creates the universe. 
no chance, which is nothing but God revealed in the Holy Bible. So Christians think, analyze, reason, use logic, cause and effect. Be thankful so you can be thankful. Thankful to God. The heart of the covenant is I am your God and you are my obedient covenant keeping people. And serve this God whom you confessed as Lord wholeheartedly. Matthew 6.24 Jesus said no one can serve two masters either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what sir? Money. See God understood what America is doing. They worship money sir. James his brother said a doubting man he is a double minded unstable in all he does and I have a saying in this church double minded man is single minded man to do evil Luke 10 27 says love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus Christ is in his church. And you read Revelation 2, 1 through 7 concerning church in Ephesus. He says, I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false yet I hold this against you you have what sir fallen from your first love he doesn't like that double minded me first God second and stealing his money He doesn't need your money. It is all his money. Ten bushels. All belong to him. And he gave you how many bushels? Nine. And there are people who have stolen his money. Which is a falling from what sir? First love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did. At first, first love, if you do not repent, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Holy Spirit is speaking. Christ is speaking. First love. Get back to it. The remnant, the people of God, fell from their first love and they must repent and return to first love and obey the Lord of hosts. If you love me, Jesus said, you will obey what I command. 
In Lamentation 3.40 we read, Let us examine our ways and what, sir? Test them and let us return to the Lord. First love. And the third point, sir. God disciplines, rebukes and corrects his people for their disobedience. God disciplines his children. Haggai 1, 5 and 6. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planned it much. Listen, sir. He knows how to deal with you. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Haggai 1, 9 through 11. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be Little. What you brought home, I blew away. Jesus Christ did it. He knows. I blew it away. Discipline, punishment. Oh, we made Jesus to be nice. His business is to forgive, my business is to sin. That's the philosophy. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declared the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin. While each of you is busy with his own house, therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew, and the earth its crops. I called for a drought. On the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, and whatever the ground produces of men and cattle, and on the labor of your hands. Haggai 2, 15 through 17, now give careful thought to this from this day on. Consider how things were before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. When anyone came to a heap of 20 measures, there were only what? 10. When anyone went to a wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were only 20. I struck, I blew, I brought drought, I struck. Who is the I? Dominus exercitum. The Lord of hosts, the almighty God. He knows where to touch, when to touch, when to discipline. I struck all the work of your hands with blight, mildew and hail. Yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Now comes tithe. Let me read to you 
what God is saying you steal his tithe Leviticus 27:30 says what sir tithe belongs to who the lord the lord but you took it so malachi 3:8 through 12 will a man rob god yet you rob me but you ask her, how do we rob you in tithes and offerings you are under a curse the whole nation of you because you are robbing me bring the whole tithe into the storehouse there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the flood gates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it i will prevent pest where did pest come sir god sent it i will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields and so on and the fourth point obedience will bring blessings Haggai 1 7 and 8 this is what the lord almighty says give careful thought to your ways go up to the mountains and bring down timber and build the house so that i may take pleasure and be honored best mr shorter carcassonne says the first question what is the chief end of man chief reason for human existence to honor god to glorify god and what sir to enjoy him forever and they did obey they began to build hagai 1:12 through 15 then zerubbabel son of shealtiel joshua son of jesedek the high priest and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the lord oh you don't like to obey jesus christ and he knows how to deal with you even today all of a sudden you feel pain He knows how to deal with you. They obeyed the prophet. That means you obey a pastor sent by God who doesn't beg. He commands. The parents are to command their children and preachers command the people to do what is right. The IRS commands, isn't it? the policeman he doesn't beg you he commands you stop it and otherwise he shoots you and you will stop they obeyed the prophet they feared the lord not the enemies and the lord said i am with you to bless you I am with you then Haggai Haggai 1:13 the Lord's messenger gave this message of the Lord to the people I am with you declares the Lord and the same in chapter 2 verse 4 God is with us did you hear what I said yes sir God is with us 
if God is for us, who can be against us? God is with us. God is in us. God is in front of us. God is in the rear. God is all around us. He fights against our enemies. Zechariah 2.5 says, And I myself will be a wall of fire, what? Around it, declares the Lord. I will be its glory within. Friends, we are never alone. And the Holy Spirit is with us. With us, in us, in front of us, in the rear, all around. He fights against enemies. He is for us. We are never alone. And now we read, the Lord stirred, moved the heart of people. Zerubbabel, the prince, Joshua, the high priest, and all the people God moved them. That's what happens to me and that's what happens to every true believer. God moves you. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for... It is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good purpose. God is with us, moving us, inspiring us, stirring us, guiding us. As many as are being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Number five. Finally, there is encouragement. Let's turn to the Bible and read Haggai chapter 2, 3 through 6. Listen, sir. If you are not born again, you cannot listen. It's all boring. Who is of you, verse 3, chapter 2, is left who saw this house in its former glory, how does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like what, sir? Nothing. But now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest. Be strong, All you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. We believe in the Pentecostal truth of what, sir? Holy Spirit applies redemption to every elect of God. Be strong. Acts 1 8, 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. Colossians 1.29 To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me. Be strong in the Lord, sir. It is repeated several times. Paul said, Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. 2 Corinthians 12, beginning with verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me, sir. Be strong. Second, work, build my house. Third, I am with you. Always as your Lord and Savior. First Chronicles 28, 20 says, David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. God, my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. Be strong. Work. I am with you. I am the covenant Lord to protect you, provide for you, to discipline you. My spirit is with you. And you read today, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. They obeyed, they worked, and they were blessed. They began to work. 24th day of the 6th month of 520 B.C. And they finished the work March 12th, 516 B.C. Less than five years. The second temple finished. And who is dwelling in it, sir? The Lord to bless his people. Number six, sir. Greater glory of the rebuilt temple which looked as nothing. Now let me tell you simply. We are told in chapter 2 verse 3 and 7 through 9. Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look? To you right now, does it not seem to you like nothing? Chapter 2, 7 through 9, I will shake all the heavens, all nations, and the desired of all nations will come. I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declared the Lord Almighty. The glory of this 
house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. In this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord. Understand, sir, what happened? It is in this place Jesus was brought when he was eight days old. God incarnate became a man and brought him to the temple to be circumcised. It is to this place Jesus came when he was 12 years of age debating with scholars. And he said, I am the temple. You destroy this temple and I will raise it up on the third day. He was the temple. Matthew 12, 6 says, I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. Greater than Solomon. God incarnate came to this temple. And the glory of the second temple was greater than the glory of the first. In Jesus, God dwelt. And he, Jesus, glorified his Father. Perfectly. Never sinned. He said, my food is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. He said, I have brought glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Jesus Christ, the virgin born, God incarnate, obeyed God perfectly in our place, actively and passively, Christ died on the cross in our place and for our sins and everyone who believes in Jesus Christ will be saved forever. And he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Today, the true church is the temple of God. In which temple God dwells. If two or three are gathered together in my, in my name, there I am in the midst. Do you see by faith Christ, sir, in this church and every church where the gospel is preached? Beyond that, sir, an individual believer is the temple of God. And God dwells in him, guiding him how to live. So we read, whether you eat or drink, do all things, what sir? For the glory of God. Because God himself dwells in every true believer in Jesus Christ. And we read... He was delivered over to death for what, sir? For our sins. And was raised to life for our 
justification. He was perfect. And he lived, he obeyed, and he died for us. That everyone who believes in him be saved forever. So we read God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become nothing less than the righteousness of God. Application, by way of application. Listen, Christmas is a time of business, profit, gifts. I'm interested in Jesus Christ. And we preach Jesus Christ every time in this church. We believe in his incarnation. It was for us. He was, he humbled himself. Even to the death of the cross. For our sins. He atoned for our sins. Many Christian churches in this world are synagogues of Satan all around us. John Calvin said, what sir? Where the word is preached and heard and his sacraments performed correctly, there Christ is. John Calvin is right, sir. Many Christian churches in this world are synagogues of Satan. They are beyond rebuilding. Many others are in ruins. God is speaking to rebuild these churches. To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God commands his people to repent. To rebuild his church by preaching the word of God and by living a holy obedient life to his word God commands us to rebuild the Christian family a little church did you know that sir? If you are a Christian, your church is a little church. God commands us to rebuild the Christian family, a little church, according to the Bible. Especially Ephesians 5:18 through 6:4, where Jesus Christ rules. Children obey parents, wives submits to Husband, ask to the Lord in everything. Did you hear that, sir? And husband submits to Christ. And God commands each believer to rebuild his life so that he or she joyfully live out his confession, Jesus Lord. He is the Lord of hosts. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Then we experience the kingdom, life, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
Friends, begin today to rebuild the ruins. God is with us. Be strong in the Lord. Work hard. The Lord is with us to bless us now and forevermore. He is speaking through his pastors. Let us rise to rebuild. Beginning today that we may experience one blessing after another blessing today and every day in the future. God is for us. God is with us. God is all around us as a wall of fire and glory within. You read it. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to do just what I preached by your spirit. May you bless your people. Those who are outside of Christ, Lord, grant them repentance that they may become people of hope, hope of eternal life, hope of dwelling with God forever. Bless your people, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.